Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Hello, hello, hello. Dan's taking a drink already. You've had your blue screen of death. Technical issues have started. They've finished and no longer shall they begin. Episode 83. Welcome, everybody, to the show. If you're listening to the audio version, please be careful with what you're doing because this show is going to be a banger. Uh, if you're with us live, then um, then welcome, welcome. Um, speaking of welcome, hello Dan. Hello. Oh no, 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 no. This is the low show, so this will be a, yeah, do, a, a, low, a very low show. Yeah, do the do the pretend voice, the you know the, the masculine one that we've been practicing. Okay, so episode eighty three. This is going to be a yeah. low one. Extended. We're talking about extended range guitars and. Uh, I get it. I get it. Heavy stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get it. Sorry, you I didn't get it. wasn't switched yeah. on. No, <laughs> I've had a very Hello. strange day, Dan. A very strange day. Like my day Tell is me. normally wake up, have breakfast, send the kids to their places they need to go to to learn things, and then do guitar stuff. Okay. But today it started with pancakes. Then I went ice skating. Then I went and had um, some Asian food that was rather nondescript. Then I had a donut that cost me six euros. Then we went to two different cemeteries. Then I had goulash and um, cake at my girlfriend's mum's house. Then my daughter exploded the squirty cream everywhere and it went absolutely over everybody (laughs) on the walls. Uh, Then we came home and the kids were so exhausted they cried and cried and cried. And then decided to do some coloring and coloring fixed everything. Now they're in bed and I'm down here freezing talking to you. That 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 is a very strange day. That's normally like a month of activity in a few it's hours. Freezing, it? Yeah. 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 It sounds it sounds stressful. It sounds like a lot of fun but also like a lot of stress. I I, I <coughs> myself out recalling it actually. I, I feel yeah. feel a bit stressed now. I feel I need a little a little calm down. Yeah. Did you do some some went, kind of Halloween activities with the kids? Yeah. Yeah, I like to put lights and music outside my house. Um, and normally a smoke machine, but it, that broke this year and um, really scare the children that come and ask. And um, <laughs> Actually, can I, can I be grumpy and old man for a moment? Is that yeah, please. Do that, everybody? Of course. Um, we, had, we had youths come, teenagers, youths, and they weren't in costume, and they asked if they could have some sweets. And that annoyed me. <laughs> so you mean they didn't even try it a little no. bit? No, not all. And I, I hmm. that like I, I'm not when I said that annoyed me. I don't think I actually got over the emotion that really annoyed me. <laughs> Did you tell them to get because off your PR? Yeah. No, of course yeah. I gave them the sweets. I'm, I'm not an a hole, but you know, <laughs> three of them came. They had a beer in their hands. Suits are sort of sourers. Have you got any sweets? Like, where's your costume, mate? Uh, yeah, here you are. Have a little chew bar and get on your way. Mm, that's sad. Yeah, I'm so glad I got that out. Whew. Yeah, fits fits oh, much better. I got that right? out before Andrew gets here because I don't want to get grumpy when Andrew's here. That's not fair. Yeah, Andrew's a nice yeah. guy. Uh, yeah. I was I was yeah. uh, walking walking through through Neustadt uh, on. Uh, on Halloween night, and there were quite a few pretty cool installations with some beamer, like uh, projectors, and some some graphic installations, etc. So, so people really knocked out of park, you know, with some Good. like flaming skulls kind of flying at you, and etc. That was pretty cool. So, 
And I, th I thought like uh, Halloween night was pretty fitting because we have had a lot of fog and everything. So it really was like a, a very, very special atmosphere. You know, one of those nights where it's not necessarily cold, but it's also not too hot. And then you have that foggy, misty kind of atmosphere. And yeah, know, we had can that. almost yeah. cut the air. Yeah. yeah. My daughter was so excited. She, looked, she went, look at this, daddy. And she presented <laughs> the fog to me. It was amazing. Mm. Uh, although I think a highlight of the night, just to sort of counteract my grumpiness, uh, which I think okay. I've recovered from, um, there was a very, very small boy dressed as Spider-Man who was like really mm. scared, you know, like like super scared. And I'm quite <laughs> tall and I really, so I, I came down to his level. I said, hello, Spider-Man. Yeah. He said nothing. But Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider nothing. And I gave him some sweets. And then he walked away. I was really disappointed because I, you know, worked hard. And then he looked, he, he walked away. And he looked back and he went at me. <laughs> and did did Spider-Man web. Oh, it was amazing. super cute. That is so cute. Uh, it, it made my night. It made my night. <laughs> you can't see me if you're listening to the audio version, but that, that was my Spider-Man web noise. Two fingers. To test it. You don't want to do that at a rock concert. That's wrong. You don't do. <laughs> yeah. Again, again, more than once. Right. Let's say hello to some people in the chat. Now I've got the grumpiness out. I feel, I feel invigorated. Thank you, everybody. Right. Um, hello to Sarang. Hello to Valeria. Hello, Idaho Turtle. What a great username. Hello, <laughs> Madsik. Um, Nate here. Hello, Nate. Panda Cat 1979. <laughs> Also, complaining about the six euro donuts. Thank you, Thomas, Tiger, and two ninjas here. Josh Tanberg. Always Josh Tanberg, isn't it? Uh, Keith. Good, good name, Keith. Strong name. Um, who else is here? Two ninja is adding to the Halloween feel. Um, yeah, so, Andrew Boehner. Um, mm -hmm. I met him for the first time on camera in a video. So we, we, we kind of said hello a little bit and then, then we met the first time really where you actually exchanged words and emotions uh, in a video, which you can see on this channel, which is when I try and um, sweet sabotage sweet also. And um, I really enjoyed it. And then we've got a very little time to spend together afterwards. So that's why we've got the show tonight just to go and hang out with him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Eddie, just just a sec. Um, you're very choppy on my end as well, and uh, I'll get our, our viewers say the same. It kind of happened like pretty rapidly. Oh dear! Uh, now, there now it's is much very little better. I can very little much, I can do. You're perfect um, now. You're perfect now. It's probably the grumpiness. Apologies, oh, okay. internet connection people. Oh, yeah. do you want internet connection update, everybody? You know, we all yeah. often talk about how bad my internet connection is. Um, I found the company that I signed a contract with three years ago. Oh, the grumpiness mm -hmm. is coming back. Um, <laughs> and they said they were going to get internet fiber optic to me in August of this year. And then they, nothing happened. And then I managed to speak to them again. It's coming in August 2023. Okay. So we've got another almost year of this choppiness. Enjoy it. Fant fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So between your blue screens of death and, and my uh, choppy, yeah. choppy, choppy audio and not able to play background music. Um, yeah. Right. Grumpiness is out. I am ready Sweet. to receive Dan's introduction to Andrew Boehner. Hmm. Hmm. 
All right. Today we welcome Andrew Boehner, who is a Canadian guitarist, shredder, and YouTuber. And actually, I figured out that we have some sort of the Canadian weeks, like the teddy bear weeks. We had Nick Johnson last week. We have Andrew Boehner today. So let's see who we got for yeah. next week. Yeah. And uh, Andrew Andrew is a, a great shredder. We were happy to, to meet him at Henning's place. Uh, he's also a death metal guitarist. He plays in a band called Carcosa. Uh, also does a lot of instrumental stuff on his own YouTube uh, channel with almost, I think, 300k. Uh, Andrew has a very weird um, preference for the right. color green, which we are going to talk about later. <laughs> and uh, he and his friend, they, they are a, an absolute TikTok phenomenon. They have a, tic they have a channel with almost 80, uh, 850,000 subs. Uh, where they are answering the most urgent questions like what are the metal pickup lines or, you know, stuff like that. And this, like, I, I already told you, that's uh, one of the, the most dangerous things to, to check his channel when you're in the office because you all of a sudden start giggling <laughs> and you, can, you can't kind of tone it down. So, yeah, he's like a, I would say like an internet phenomenon. Because on every platform you can find him, you can see him with his green guitars, but you can also see him as a, a demo guy. He does a lot of demos for various brands and he does very well. So, and um, yeah, on top of that, he's a hell of a nice guy and I'm very look, very much looking forward to talk to him and uh, yeah, find out what that green fetish is all about. Me too. Let's bring him in then. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Guitar Stories, Andrew Beta. Andrew Beta! Hello. Hello! Wow, that was such a nice introduction. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Welcome. You can save that to your your phone and play that whenever you have a little blue day. Yeah. Oh, I need to wake up in the morning to that every day. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Andrew. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> you can get out of bed. Trust me. Yeah. You did it yesterday. You can do it again. <laughs> so, yeah, welcome to the show. It's Firstly, it's really weird, Andrew, to talk to someone who has the same name as me, even though... I'm now known as Andy. In in my head, I'm still Andrew. Right. That's yeah, weird. Well, I'm used to being, most people call me Baina, not Andrew. Like, they just call me by my last name. So if that's easier for you, feel free to call me Baina instead. That's interesting. That's interesting. I don't know quite, why. <laughs> you remember, like, John Brown? And I, I've never, mm -hmm. and, and Peter Keller, I've never really got my, like, head around, like, calling people at, with their last names. It's kind of... Is that yeah, a metal I phenomenon or I don't, uh, know. I don't think so. I think it's just like a fun last name to say. <laughs> and it's Baina. a little more a little, yeah. a little more unique than Baina. Andrew, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It was just it's happened with every group of friends, <laughs> even when they don't know each other. Like in high school, okay. those group of people just ended up calling me Baina eventually. Like everyone in my band calls me Baina, like and they don't know each other. Like they all just mm -hmm. for some reason eventually start doing that. And I'm like, yeah, it's oh. fine with me. It's just funny when my parents are around because they get very confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever have like a, a different nickname? Except for um, no, just no. it's usually just Baina. Yeah. I, for whatever reason, yeah. I didn't like being called Andy personally. I don't know why. Um, I think it's like some weird thing. My mom didn't like that as a nickname. So therefore I didn't either. And okay. I don't know. But yeah, mostly just Baina or Andrew. All right. Cool. Now I'm utterly confused. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? I know Dan is, Dan is Dan. Dan is staying yeah. as Dan. Sometimes the doctor. That's clear. Right. I, I have a grounding point now. I can, <laughs> I can somehow work my way back up to communicating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too much information. My bad. Yeah. 
It is. So, um, <laughs> Dan, what were you going to say? Sorry. I was, I was about to say, shall we get the elephant uh, or address the elephant in the room, uh, Andrew? Um, what no, about, no, I want the no? elephant to stay there. I want okay, the elephant okay. to, right. to okay. stay there hovering and wiping <laughs> his big nose over everybody. Okay, Especially when I don't know what the elephant is. Because, Dan, and you know this, we have a new section where we, we do our guest in a nutshell. And before right. we go off, you know, on some steep <laughs> tangent into why when you mix blue and yellow together, this suddenly <laughs> excites Andrew Boehner. Um, <laughs> let's do the quick fire questions. <laughs> Ooh, that was right. good. That here was we go. Session. And uh, I right. turn these into YouTube shorts, which is one of the amazing reasons we do this. You know, it's all about easy editing and promotion. So first question, Andrew Boehner, what was your first guitar? My first guitar was a cheap Strat clone that you can get at uh, Costco. If you guys know what Costco is, it's like a big supermarket or not supermarket, like department store, I guess. Uh, my parents got it for me for Christmas when I was 13. And yeah, just a, you know, Strat copy clone that came with like a little five watt amp and all that good stuff. And that was my first guitar. <laughs> Excellent. Still at my parents' house. Oh, you still have it. That's amazing. Yeah. It doesn't work anymore, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's one of the most fun rings you can have. I had the same. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We learned from you the favorite pickup lines. <laughs> But what's your favorite pickup? Oh, um, hmm. probably the Seymour Duncan Pegasus. Mm -hmm. That is usually my preference. Um, I have that in a bunch of my seven and eight strings. And I don't know, I just always seem to go towards it. I've tried other ones. I've tried Nazgul's and, and all that. But I don't know, for some reason, the Pegasus is, is the one for me. Are you a passive pickup guy? Um, most of the time, I don't have a strong preference necessarily, but it just tends to end up being passive most of the time. And I, so I guess, yeah, I do like the more, I uh, don't know why, but I do. <laughs> All right. It's very funny that you guys are like looking at, at me. It's tripping me out. <laughs> we, we did a back accident once and we think it's funny. So we're going to continue. Okay. <laughs> but my mic is on like, the other side. I thought you were like looking because somebody came into your room or something for a while. And then I was like, oh, they're looking no, at me. No, okay. just, just, just go with it. Looking, looking, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, just go with it. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, please describe your worst ever haircut. Worst haircut. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, probably what I had when I started high school, I had a big old mushroom or not mushroom cut. What is it called? Like the bowl, bowl cut? cut? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> That's what I used to have when I was a, when I was a young boy. Oh, fantastic. And then I just went for this for the rest of my life forever. <laughs> do, you, do you use any gel or something to kind of style your hair? Uh, if I'm not feeling lazy, yes, but most of the time now. <laughs> and he's giggling like a little lady. What's wrong? That's a legit question, a, isn't it? I just thought that was a really weird question. No. No. You know, when, when I deal with artists, there are a lot of guys that bring their own stylists, and whenever they want to do shootings, they do some, you know, some sort of gel and everything. Yeah. And... I mean, if I'm doing like a music video or something, then yeah, definitely. But on a day-to-day -day basis, no. All right. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Um, since you are an extended range player, what do you prefer? Baritone guitars or down tunings on regular guitars? 
Um, like you mean down tuning extended range or baritone? Or yeah, like, like I mean, do you prefer like 20, 28, 20, <laughs> 28 inch scale length or like oh, a um, slightly, slightly reduced or scale length, but then uh, down tuned? Uh, I prefer longer scale lengths whenever possible because I like playing with as thin of a string as I possibly can um, mm -hmm. within, you know, the stupid tunings I'm using. But I would prefer <laughs> I would prefer the scale length is longer so that I can get away with thinner strings, basically. Okay. What's the thickest gauge you would use personally? Um, oh, man. I have used up to a 105, but a 95, I think, is like the biggest that I'm comfortable with in terms of Whoa. guitar. And then for bass, I use a 170. <laughs> okay, wow. 105 for guitar is already pretty thick. Yeah. Damn. I, like I try that. not to use that because it's a little overkill. <laughs> Just a little All bit. Right. Tiny bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, final question for me. Uh, what is your favorite post-gig meal? Oh, man. I don't know about my favorite, but the most common is definitely McDonald's because it's like one in the morning and there's no other option, so... Not my favorite, but uh, it's what I it's what I got. <laughs> As you drink, <laughs> hell yeah! Same here. We got a bank holiday, and the only option I had was uh, going to yep. burger shop. Exactly. Not, hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> All right. Um, last question. Not what yet. is your <laughs> What is your favorite wood combination on a guitar? Um. Oh man, I am one of the people that don't care that much about tone wood so i always go for what feels the most comfortable to me which would be swamp ash for the body mostly mm -hmm. because it's really lightweight um and then for the neck usually just some form of maple roasted maple looks a bit nicer than plain maple um but still has the same feel so i like that but yeah for me it's more about the feel than the sound Okay, do you prefer, or do you like uh, open pour or woods that feel a little bit more like open pour, like Wenge or, mm. you know, woods like that? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, Swamp Ash is usually treated that way as well, where you can kind of mm -hmm. like see the, the grain. And yeah, I mm -hmm. like that. Uh, but I mean, also for the fretboard, because uh, you oh, know, especially um, with, with extended range, like Wenge is a pretty stiff wood. And a lot yeah. of companies kind of use Wenge or um, Bubinga for, for those kind of extended necks. Oh man, for fretboard, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't honestly think I've ever cared one way or the other. But All usually, right. just like ebony seems to be the most common ebony or rosewood or something like right. that, and that's usually fine with me. Again, okay. for me, it's more of like a look and feel thing more than anything else. Um, I like how maple looks as well, but in terms of the sound or feel, I think that the fretboards sound the same. But uh, I know I might be alone <laughs> on that one. <laughs> All right. Oh well, good news is. <laughs> Dana, the uh, the quickfire questions are over, and I feel that I know you a little bit better now because I felt mm. that I could have predicted your answer to that final question. That's that's how mm. well I feel I know you now. Good, good. I, I I mean, you were two steps away from saying I don't give a toss, but you know. <laughs> well, that would have been a boring answer, but I could have said that. <laughs> but I, I guess that. One thing we didn't talk about is you, you weren't into pedals when we first met. Like you, we did this pedal video and you said you're not really a pedal guy. And that, that surprised me. Yeah, um, I grew up in, it, like I, I grew up mostly with digital products. Um, <clears throat> like, you know, my first thing that I learned how to record on was Podfarm. So I kind of grew up having nice. digital modelers always. Um, and it wasn't really until like the last few years where I even had pedals at all um 
And the only reason, I mean, not the only reason, but a big reason why I started getting into them is because of doing gear demos on YouTube. So ironically, I did it the other way around where I'm coming, I'm like being put in the position where pedal companies are asking me to make videos. And I'm like, ah, I mean, I'll do it, but I'm not, I don't know if I'm the <laughs> best guy to do that, but I'll try. Um, and then now I have a bunch of pedals and I'm like, I don't know how this happened, but all right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> they they showed up at the doorstep you know it's just <laughs> yeah i did things very opposite um and same with like physical amps i'm in the exact same way where now i have physical amps but again i'm so used to using plugins and modelers that i find using real amps and pedals way harder because it's just not what i grew up with uh so like i actually still kind of think that digital products are easier to use which i know is probably the total opposite of youtube and i love that um but yeah that's i think it's mostly just to do with like how i grew up and what i learned on and now it's like i'm trying to like relearn what i already know but with physical products and just you know what i mean it's kind of hard in a way because i'm like well if i just open this thing on my computer i can do it in two seconds you know that's amazing. It's like a, <laughs> a complete transformation because for mm -hmm. you, the industry standard is kind of the digital thing and you're mm -hmm. kind of making your way into the analog world. <laughs> yeah, it's the total opposite of most people. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. I was talking about cool. th that sort of player yesterday uh, when I was in a, in a brand meeting and I was talking about, you know, the, the, some players have never played through a, a, a real amp or a tube amp, mm -hmm. let alone yeah. um, something, something else. And um, now we're talking about it. It's really weird that it's come full circle within 24 hours. <laughs> I'm your guy. And <laughs> I, I, I feel like you're being apologetic, and I, I don't think you need to be. I, I think whatever you love, you love. And I, I kind of suck at the, the, the software stuff because I, I fiddle too much, whereas I should probably mm. just you know, load up a preset and, and slightly adjust it. That's pretty much what I do. <laughs> Honestly, like, I mean, if I can that find one that I already, yeah, if I, if I find one that already sounds good, like, I don't know, I have no shame in just using that. No. Like, why should I spend an extra three hours messing around with settings if I can do this and it sounds amazing immediately? Then I'm like, all right, well, I'll just go with that. Good. <laughs> right, I, I, need to, I need to learn from that. Stop twiddling virtual knobs so often. <laughs> but i guess like well, um, from the from the opposite end of things is probably different for you where you are used to like the almost like physical limitations where you're like well i only have like these pedals and these amps and then when you go digital you're like oh my god i have 100 amps and 300 pedals and i want to use all of them because you know you have so many options whereas for me i'm kind of like tube streamer 5150 cab yeah okay that's about right i'm good <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the so, danger with with software, isn't it? There's just so much. Yeah, so many that options. You can, yeah. you can go nuts. But yeah, you're absolutely right. And sometimes I just load up the most basic rig and end up leaving that in the mix, and it, it's mm -hmm. it's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Simplicity, simplicity. Exactly. Right. We should talk gear. I guess we should do our gear picks of the week. And Andrew sure. has come prepared with um, with gear picks. I'm transitioning into calling you Bainer, by the way. I've done it once so far. <laughs> I tested it. It he felt good. It. I liked okay. it. I'm going to go back to it again. I just I like talking to another Andrew. That's all. <laughs> right. Um, okay. Who's going to start? Uh, yeah. As I guess, uh, I guess he should. You, you right. should choose. Who Who do you want sure. to go first? Do you want oh, to go first, like, or do you want me for what? Well, how uh, do you want to do it? It's your show. <laughs> um, I will have 
let's have Dan go first, so I can get a feel for what I'm supposed to say here. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> then um, it's time for Dan's theme tune. <laughs> Such a Are we on again? Yeah, that's we're back. Nice. We're back. It's a hit. Uh, yeah. See, he trusts me more than you. He wants to know <laughs> what he what he can say on the show. So I'm going first. You know, I think that when I asked, I've started asking the guests. I haven't written it down, but I'm pretty sure everyone says Dan first. I'm pretty nah. sure. And, and please, people that watch the show or listen to the show regularly, let me know. Reach out. <laughs> But I don't think anyone has ever said, yeah, we'll get that tall Afro guy to go first. <laughs> so we need statistics sure. here. We need someone to cross someone every single episode. Stats. Yeah, I want to see the stats. All right. Talking about pedals, by the way, um, I, I had like I got I got to you know give you a little bit of rundown of what happened. I had a rough time or a hard time to kind of figure out what I was supposed to pick because that was a shitty week synchronized drinking least. sorry dan andrew and i no, just drank at the same time that was super weird amazing <laughs> it's because we have the same name yeah bffs forever <laughs> so um <laughs> sorry. so it was it was kind of it was kind of tough to to decide on something so i picked like the most probably the most the the most uncommon the weirdest thing that i could find and that is the khdk reissue of the annihilator pedal frankenstein's annihilator pedal so uh misfits fan of course there are plenty of guys that love the misfits i, I love them myself uh and what i really dig about the pedal and i said it's a reissue hello andy it's a reissue of the original annihilator and that pedal glows in the dark and uh, you got really got to give kudos to the guys in prague to khdk to um uh yeah that that they kind of come up with the, those kind of weird ideas of having cool graphics and, and glow-in-the-dark pedals um also if they do a reissue of a pedal I, I'm, I'm digging the idea to kind of come up with a new graphic on it you know because usually the big companies they always try to you know maintain in that realm and you know keep the ci of the pedal and khdk they just mm. say you know dave karen and his his boys they just say you know fuck it we just go with something new and uh, yeah the pedal sold out immediately i think it was like 300 bucks um it's got uh it's it's, it's like a an octaver it's a boost pedal it's also a blender so you can you can dial in a, a, a yeah, a plethora of tones, and uh, I checked out a couple of videos of the pedal, and I was really skeptical at first, but uh, I ended up liking it a lot, and I actually was thinking that it would fit on Andy's board very well. Yeah, so that's my pick of the week. What price are we talking, Dan? Come on, give two, me price. Three hundred. Three hundred smackaroonies for a glow in the dark pedal. Yep. But like basically three channels, you know, it's 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 an interesting pedal, and uh, I think it's also limited edition. It comes with a COA. Uh, they made two hundred fifty pieces, so that's always ah. nice that you know you've got something special. And uh, that's how they yeah. get you. That's how yeah. they get you, of course. See, now I want one, and now I can't have one. I want one. <laughs> Scarcity. Everything's, everything's yes. limited edition until it sells out, and then they release it again because it sold out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's my pick of the week. Would you would you kind of want to try that? Is that something that's up your alley, guys? Yeah, I mean, I think it is pretty cool. There's a this is like a super specific example, but there's this uh, I guess metalcore band called Knocked Loose, um, 
and they do this thing where only on the breakdowns they throw in like an extra octave fuzz thing and that pedal looks like it would do that so that's what mm. i would probably use it for and uh also it's glow in the dark and it's green so you know there's that too <laughs> <laughs> there you go that was <laughs> i didn't even consider that when picking the pen <laughs> good ah, point good thank you good boy good playing boy. the good game boy. here dan mm-hmm. i i like it very much i i heard it through sorry i heard it through <laughs> dan's phone through dan's microphone before we started the show and i You know how our brains have somehow managed to understand what things actually sound like through all that filtering, through phones and stuff? I think it might actually sound quite good, like in real life. But I heard what I heard, I enjoyed, even though I heard it through those different filters <laughs> and across the internet. Through three um, different layers of... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's a solid choice, Dan. I think it's a solid Thank choice. Thank you. You're very welcome. Very welcome. I'm a bit upset that it's sold out and it's 300 bucks, though. That's... that's I'm not saying it's too expensive. I'm just sad that I can't have one to try, you know? Mm. That's a shame. I feel you. I feel you. Okay. Uh, do you want to go next, Andrew Boehner? I'll go for the full next, huh? <laughs> you sound like... A, different every time. <laughs> you sound like his mom when he's done something wrong. Do you yeah. want to go next, Andrew Boehner? <laughs> it's your That's turn in the bath, Andrew Boehner. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, please, our wonderful guest, uh, Boehner, Andrew, Andrew Boehner, for your pick. Sure, uh, You have good. a guitar, right? Yes. Uh, so the one that I picked is one of the new guitars from Solar Guitars. They release a new guitar like literally every single week, which is crazy. I don't know how they do that, but I digress. Um, so they release kind of like an Explorer. Well, you can see it on the screen there. It's a seven string Explorer style guitar. Um, super bright neon orange, which is like the next best thing to neon green. So that's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, it's a signature model from somebody whose name I'm not sure how to pronounce. I think it's Marzi Montezzeri. Um, I don't know too much about this artist. I looked into him like very briefly after I saw the guitar because I thought the guitar was really cool. And it seems like he's like a you know Texas shredder who's in a band called heavy as Texas. He's like an Iranian guitarist. He said that the finish has something to do um, with like his Iranian heritage, which is cool. Um, again, I don't know enough to fully explain that, but you know, just seemed like a, a lot of thought went into the build and it looks, it just looks really cool. And it's pretty rare to see like seven string Explorer style guitars. So I'm always, I always think that, you know, especially with like extended range guitars, so often it's just like the same super strat over and over and over. Anytime there's like an Explorer or like a different shape, I always yeah. think it's cool. But yeah. And it's oh, all, uh, I, you know, the stock I dig that hard. I dig that really yeah, hard. Yeah. I think that looks phenomenal. What I like about it, I like that there's almost, I don't know if it is neck through, but it looks like there's a there's a centerpiece with the the wings added on, you know? Yeah. Uh, that that adds a whole other dimension of design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really cool looking. I've never tried this model from Solar, but I've had a few other guitars from them and they've always been great. So yeah, it looks mm -hmm. cool. And anytime somebody makes a, a non super strat seven or eight string, I'm always excited. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's a good it's a pick. Good one. Yeah, it's an excellent pick. I was, Do you I'm, know a I'm, rough I'm, price? Uh, it's 
$1,050 US. So probably about okay. the same in euros. So not, not too crazy. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only thing they could have yeah. made it better was a baritone scale length, but fair enough. Good, not good my fun, signature. Yeah. I get it. Not your signature, <clears throat> no. I hear you. Danny, I would... it feels like you have something bursting to say about this guitar. Uh, uh, not about the guitar, but I would, I would be in, uh, kind of interested to hear what uh, Andrew thinks about the uh, the the Pit Viper green one that we did for Heaven Shall Burn. I'm really curious to hear how, how he likes that. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I, I kind of, I kind of, you know, uh, there you go. You, I'll, I'll send it to you. I, I did like we did a like a couple, I think a couple of years ago we did a a one-off guitar and that would, from what I understood, what 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 Bainer said would be like almost the quintessential guitar if it for him if it uh, had an extended range. So I just sent you an image. Who be interested mm. to hear his opinion on that one? I'm sorry that I kind of <laughs> hijack hijack your pick, but um, no, it's okay. <laughs> I just I'm I just felt like er, everything that you said just kind of felt like oh wow that was that would be a, would be a guitar that he would be completely into. Could you share that well, with us, Andy? No, I'm curious to see. I, I can share it with you later when it's relevant. <laughs> All right, I'm very sorry, Mr. Ferris. I mean, I'm running a show here where we have a strict format. It's very formal. Very we do the we do the, the, the thing. And then we do the thing, and then I All play right. the jingle, and then there's a thing, All right, and then you've got to do another later. thing. No, it's okay. <laughs> save it for later. Okay, okay. My, my take on the solar, I think it's... I mean, if we were making a cake, this would be covered in gravy by now. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm so bad at, in the, at the kitchen. It's just like... All right, I'll show yeah. it. I feel the... All right, All right there on. it is. There. <laughs> Fine, I'm showing it, and I'm going to okay. solve it. How do you like yeah. it, the green one? Yeah, is that's that sick. The red pickups are a little much for me personally. Like the red versus green always makes me think of Christmas, that color scheme. But other than the, <laughs> other than the pickups, guitar. I love, I love, uh, yeah, the, the shape and the color one. obviously that looks awesome. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. I, I, Thank I you really for like it. Yeah. Thank you're you welcome, Dan. Thank you for yeah. yeah, whatever. The only thing I really, yeah. I, I kind of, that doesn't quite fit to me. If you could, if you could show us the solo again, it's like the oh. the angles, the angles of mm. the, um, like it, it feels like a little bit the like, horn, yeah, this yeah part. the horns and Wait, where you is know, it? that, yeah, uh, almost as if that, a little that. bit off, almost like the LTD ones. They look pretty similar. So, yeah, um, maybe they I'm had so to change used... it because copyright or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think so too, but it's just you're, you're so used to the original Destroyer or Explorer yeah. shape. Right, it yeah. kind of feels a little bit weird, but yeah. yeah. Did you just say Destroyer before you said Explorer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to take a holiday. <laughs> Can I leave uh, it there? Oh. It, where? In Ivan's land? I've had four hours sleep, dude. Don't push me. <laughs> Running on on fumes here. Right. I'm just going to play my jingle and get on with it. Andy's pick of the week. Right, I've picked... Um, it's not a guitar. It's an, like, you know you have matter and antimatter. I've chosen an anti-Ibanez just to cancel out the Ibanez we just shoot. Shoot? shoot? Oh, my goodness. Shoot. We shoot in there. No, I've chosen something it. 
Uh, yeah, thank you. you <laughs> I've chosen something that came up on my Instagram feed earlier that I kind of thought might upset Dan a little bit, and I upset in a good way, of course. Um, I, I'll, I'll just show it. It's this. It was from Vintage Guitars, which are always difficult to search on the internet. Weird. And um, I think Dan's reply was, what's that? A Les Paul, a, an RG, and a butt-ugly SG Explorer <laughs> thing. That was I'm an paraphrasing slightly there. That was spot on. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> Thank you. I'm pretty sure that's what you said. Um, so my choice, if again, if you're watching the video, is not the RG or the Les Paul. <laughs> it is the butt ugly Explorer SG thing, which yeah. um, which Vintage are calling the very catchy VMX 5000 V. No, sorry, VW 5000 VMX or the Vintage VMX series warp electric guitar in satin black. And um, let's have a look at it just on its own. Sorry, Andrew, you're, you're off no, screen at the moment. But from that angle, I think it's a little a little ugly, uglier, ugly, uglier, yeah. And then from this angle, I kind of like it again. Like a spaceship. It's it's very axy, very sort of Klingon weapon thing. And the headstock, I think, lets it down. I'm, I'm, I'm unchoosing my own pick of the week, but the headstock, I think, lets it down seriously. <laughs> but it's coming in at uh, around £529, so whatever that is in euros and, and dollars and, and also Canadian dollars. Let's not forget those. Um, like $3,000 probably. probably. <laughs> um, I'll just read a little bit of the marketing because I think it's fun. With its menacing all over blackest of black satin finishes, distinctive lines and designs that speak for themselves, the warp features vintages renowned craftsmanship, quality, tone woods, exceptional playability and premium hardware to produce killer metal guitars, specifically designed to handle every genre of metal, from heavy to thrash, to death metal and beyond. <laughs> I think that's some amazing, fun copyright that they've done. Uh, it's always Floyd interesting Rose, to hear FRTS how Cassidy is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, man. Yeah, always oh, I was just going to say, it's always funny hearing how companies can get creative with saying, with like saying it's a satin black finish, but like, how did they make that not sound boring? You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, all over blackest of black satin finish. I think. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Uh, it's got a Floyd Rose uh, FRTS 2000 special double locking vibrato system with locking nut. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and it's got Wilkinson hardware and Wilkinson pickups, double coil pickups, they're calling them. <laughs> Wilkinson double <laughs> coil pickups. That's a funny term. Yeah, uh, that's my pick. The okay. episode catchy VMX series warp, <laughs> which uh, Vintage have brought back. Oh, I think I, I think I excited myself there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. Can, can, we, can I start yes, ranting? Man. Can I start ranting? <laughs> Hang on. Before you start ranting, I'll show them the photo that you sent to me. May I? Of course. Because when, what we like to do, Andrew Boehner, is when we talk about any other product on the show, we like to somehow link it back to Ibanez Guitars. Because, okay. you know, we find that the, smallest the... little, little hair <laughs> connection, and then we tie them together and strap it to two horses and whip their behinds until they bring it onto the show. 
the unofficial sponsor of the podcast got no, no 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 full disclosure that's that's the only thing that's in my head like 24 7 so basically yeah. you know all right yeah, sure. <laughs> so what show, so, show, so, show it please shall i show the picture i'll show the picture yeah, please Lower. Oh, sorry, <coughs> Lower. the manly Lower. voice. <laughs> yeah. This is the picture you sent me and said you might oh have something God. for me from 2011. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. Those, those right there, sir, are but ugly guitars. Dan, you said you had something to say about these three Ibanez models. Please, yeah. uh, I remember please, these. Please expand. I couldn't agree more. I didn't like them at the time when they when they got released. The Glyph was kind of neat because uh, there was a, a Mc, Mc Thompson Slipknot mm. signature model, mm -hmm. but the Falchion and also the Halberd that sounds more like an a piercing in your personal private area, and not like a cool name for a guitar. And I didn't also like the shapes. And that's pretty much the same with the with that VW Volkswagen vintage whatever guitar. It's just <laughs> it's just not pretty. It's it looks uh, I don't know. That is a it's far a, better. That is not even in the same camp as those 2011 Ibanezes. Of course it is. You know, I don't know. I do like the Halcyon. I, was it called the Halcyon? The, the, the one over there? Or the Halberd, Hi? sorry. That one is the, cool. I like the, the Halberd. Halberd. Yeah. See, Andy. <laughs> but the other two Ibanez I don't like. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's I do remember Mick Thompson rocking that though. So Yeah. It's really, it comes oh, down with metal guitars. Say again? I thought I'd seen it somewhere before. Now I know where. <laughs> yeah. 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 He was playing that. Like, it was kind of short-lived. The whole series was kind of short-lived. But, you know, with, with, the metal, with metal guitars it's a very fine line between pointy and ridiculous and that vintage and also you know those old extreme models they are for me personally fall more into that ridiculous category where it you know it's it's been overdone mm. right yeah it's it's hard to find a new shape i think well i think your your solo is the best looking guitar out of every guitar i've seen in the show so far um but we do have to pick um, the winner, I guess, if if you want to put it that way. Or I don't really care about the winner. It's more about the loser that I'm more interested <laughs> in because it's it's usually me. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to play a game, Andrew, called Buy, Borrow, or Burn, which if you've seen the show before, which I'm pretty sure you have, you'll know what it is. I will explain mm -hmm. it. It is a hypothetical game in which you have enough money where you could afford to buy any of the three picks that any three of us have had but also you need to have a friend that has them, so you could also borrow them for an uncertain amount of time, but then you have to burn the remaining one. So it's very, very simple. I know you know the game. I'm just going through it, so I remember the rules because I forget everything. <laughs> and um, we've, we've got this ability to do YouTube polls, and it kind of worked last week. So mm. oh, okay. um, engage. it says engage with the audience. So here we go. So let's... Um, Rather than uh, we'll go for Dan's pedal, I'll put that as option one, mm -hmm. and then we'll go. I'm going to call you B for a moment. B's guitar, it's and then A's guitar. A is me. Okay, just in case anyone wonders. Um, the first question is by question mark. Let's have a little poll vote. Um, so there are how many people viewing? About 27 people currently viewing. Uh, let's have some of those views. And um, while we do that, I'll play the jingle and um, we can buy a bowl of bone.
<laughs> Please tell me Dan is the only one that's voted so far. All right, because Dan's pedal was on 100% then. <laughs> okay, so by borrowing burning, uh, we also complicate it further by having you guess for me and me guessing for you and the remaining person guessing for whoever's <laughs> remaining. Um, while that poll is running, uh, Andrew Boehner, would you please guess for Dan what you think Dan would do on this by Bora Burn situation? Right. Um, oh. <laughs> hmm. Well, I know he would burn the guitar Andy picked. <laughs> so let's go with that. <laughs> um, uh, as for Bora I mean, I guess, well, he would probably buy the pedal because it was his pick and borrow the solar. That's, that's what I think Dan would do. Spot on, spot on, and statistics never lie. <laughs> and apparently, we're we're kind of gravitating into a, into a direction where Dan's pedal is actually like almost fifty percent. Mm. I, I opened can't vote the, on my own poll. This is really annoying. I opened <laughs> the stream in another tab just so I could vote. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I could use my secondary YouTube channel. Yeah, just go oh. incognito mode or something. There you go. Well, the point, is, the point is, buying, Dan's pedal is at 50%, but Andrew Boehner, or B's guitar, is at 25 and my guitar is at 25 So oh, sure. there are no losers in, in this okay. section. Um, That's nice. That's nice. Well, I'm, I'm not satisfied with that, if I'll be honest, <laughs> considering closing the channel. Um, this is the last so We're just going to go for burn. Um, okay. We're going to go for A's guitar, B's guitar, and crappy pedal. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is the burn question. And while Word okay. is letting that run, um, Dan, would you guess for me, please? Of course. You would buy the pedal, <laughs> borrow the vintage, and burn the solar. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Wrong. But not the pedal is wrong. You would borrow the solar and, and burn your own pick. No? <laughs> I would buy the solar out of all those things. Mm. Okay. I would absolutely buy that solar. And I would borrow the vintage. Ah, come on. <laughs> I have to play that vintage at some point. I won't get an opportunity, but I, the most exciting product in those three is is the, the solar. And therefore, by definition, even though I actually really don't want to do it, I don't want to do it because I want to play the pedal as well, but I want to play the guitar more. Therefore, I have burn dan's pedal which right, works out nicely it. for me works out lovely yeah i just yeah, yeah. i just don't want to do it this time I, last <laughs> last week and previous weeks i did want to do it but now i don't want to is, is that clear that I, I don't want to do that i accept that you and have I've to never, but you don't want to yeah i never guessed <laughs> worse <laughs> right i'm looking at the poll uh 75 of people would burn my guitar uh, <laughs> nobody would burn andrew Boehner's guitar and 25% of people would burn Dan's pedal, which we can probably agree statistically means that I am yet again the loser. Well, <laughs> 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 I'm going for, 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 to guess for B. Okay. Before I do, hang on. Let's let's go to the chat. Let's just see if some um, anybody's actually written any stuff. Are they just going for the for the polls anymore? 
Um, Valeria would buy the Frankenstein pedal, borrow the solar, and burn the Buzz Lightyear wannabe guitar to infinity and beyond. <laughs> you've changed. You've changed, Valeria. You've changed. <laughs> oh, here's a nice. Here's a person who knows what he's talking about. Right. <clears throat> Not that I'm picking and choosing. <clears throat> uh, Studio Camille who has sent us a four-euro four super chat. Thank you very much for the super chat earlier, Camille. Um, Camille? Mikhail. That's, that's your fault. <laughs> you messing that up. Buy the vintage. Oh, 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 really? Uh, borrow the solar. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh, oh, really? Uh, burn Dan's pick because he had drank through the straw of his sippy cup next to a hot mic. <laughs> and I just clapped next to the mic, which probably puts me in, uh, in hell as well. In, he in changed Mikhail's his pick team. immediately. <laughs> Yeah, um, I just like I like the thinking. The logic there just yeah. makes me um, laugh. Sarang yep. would buy the vintage. Okay, I, I, I'm not picking that. It just was the next one uh, because it scratches the Jackson itch he's having. Borrow the Solar Explorer to see how much neck dive it has. Interesting mm. question. Burn the pedal because then it can glow in the lights too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, and then let's just even the balance, shall we? Jason Welch would buy, then sell the pedal, <laughs> borrow the solar, burn the vintage guitar, make sure everyone knows I'm burning a vintage, vintage guitar without offering any context. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you That's guys are clever. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. So yeah, I'm gonna. Did I close that poll? Yeah. Yep, people are burning the, the vintage. I did. Right. For Boehner, I am going to pick that he would buy the solar, he would borrow the paddle, and he would burn the vintage, all blackest of the black satiny finishes. Yeah, you got it. Darn it. Sorry. There's only room for one explorer thing on this show. Mm -hmm. so just... <laughs> as, as, a, as we're being hypothetical, um, if you hadn't have picked the solo as your pick, right? Mm -hmm. Would you have picked my guitar? Just, just out of curiosity. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, that, that's okay. That's, that's, that's fine. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. It's it. it bears yeah, no I was uh, any not not in love with that shape. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, I, hang on, hang on. Right, I liked it. <laughs> there when it was in a pile of guitars mm. i thought it looked cool and then when i found the actual photo i thought it looked like a cheap i thought it looked like yeah, something know, you get from from costco that looks like looks, what i would imagine my first metal guitar looks like it, it looks like a like a guitar hero guitar like not a real guitar you know what i mean yeah like the, the controller kind of thing <laughs> yeah where you just yeah. push some buttons yeah mm -hmm. or even one yeah. that you would see in the game like the character playing because they're oh, yeah, just yeah. made up whatever yeah. it doesn't look like a real guitar i don't know right. how else to put it <laughs> like a virtual uh, jack black would play yeah or something you'll find like it that. is a real guitar i think you'll find it is real and it does exist and it's 529 pounds <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to seeing pickup. the demo on your channel. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I so want to see that video. I think it would be like the best performing video ever if you burn it right after <laughs> playing it. I think I'd probably have to buy one, and I'm not going to put my money where my heart is. So, <laughs> 529 bucks is is a bit too steep for me. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I'd buy the heck out of that solo though. Yeah, it looks nice. Yeah. It would burn really well too though. 
It's already the right color. Oh, would. <laughs> Do you see they did a, a white one for Kirk uh, Winstein yeah. as well? That was what, what I was going to pick originally because uh, yeah, it has the yeah. single bridge pickup and I love yeah. that. But yeah. I saw the seven string and I was like, mm, I'll go with that one instead. <laughs> mm. That was a close pick though. Oh. Right. Well, thank you everybody for playing that game with me. I always feel I might have like some kind of heart attack during those things. I get so excited and then so offended. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, it's it's such it an personally. emotional roller coaster. I, I can't help it, Dan. Don't take it personally. It's not your guitar. You didn't craft it with your <laughs> blood, he, sweat, and tears. You know. He already bought well, it. What's worse is that I agree. Like I agree, and that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. Oh. Right. I want to know more about Andrew Boehner and his band Carcosa and has it got anything to do with that lovely, lovely fuzz pedal? So let's find out. First question. <laughs> has it got anything to do with the fuzz pedal, the naming of your band, Andrew Boehner? It does not, but I do have that pedal because I found out there was a pedal called that after our band. And I was like, well, I have to buy that, obviously. I've never used it in any recording, but I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Actually, that's so not true. We meta. did use it in one song as like a third guitar layer that you can barely hear, but it's there. <laughs> but I was like, we have to use it at least once. <laughs> Good. Good. Well, thank you. That's that's kind of all I wanted to know. So I'm, I'm done now. <laughs> Dan, over to you. <laughs> See, I, I, I would be interesting to hear um, how long does the band already exist? Was that like the first venture and then the whole YouTube thing came afterwards? Or like right. what was the order? Um, yeah, it's it's... The band has actually only existed since 2020. We released our oh, first okay. song in June 2020, so okay. during like the, the peak of COVID. Um, but we had already re we basically like the four of us were already in a different band before this one, <clears throat> and we had been doing that for quite a while. I think we were doing it for like seven years or something like that. Um, various lineup changes, but two of us were the same the whole time. And basically, we got to the point where it ended up being the the final lineup of that band which was the four of us and at that point our musical style had changed like so much over the course of that time because obviously new people and you know it was my first band so i was also kind of figuring out what i wanted to do um so by the end of the band we kind of felt like we had finally figured out like what we wanted to sound like and it was completely different than how the band started and also like we had been doing it for so long we kind of felt like we were you know like spinning our wheels like we were we got as far as we could get with that band and no matter what we did it didn't really seem like it was growing <clears throat> so it was a hard decision because it was like my baby because i started the band but we basically eventually decided like okay we're gonna break up but start a new band with the exact same lineup and just take the sound that we were going to use with the previous band and just you know, hit the ground running with that immediately instead. And I'm really glad we did that because I think if we released the Carcosa music under the previous band name, I don't think it would have had nearly the same impact. Um, mm -hmm. And the way that I kind of thought of it was like, well, this is a question for you guys. What we what finally made us decide to do this was I was, I, I was just kind of like, how hard is it to convince you to listen to a band that you've heard of in the past but decided you don't like? And my answer to that is it's extremely hard. Like if I've heard of a band and I'm like, ah, they're not for me, the chances mm -hmm. of me ever listening to them again are super low. Like it would yeah. have to be like someone would have to force me to listen to it. Yeah. So that was kind of my thought too, is I was like, all right, well, we've been around for a long time and people 
have either heard of us or they haven't, but nothing really seems to be growing. So I was like, well, if we release this new style of music under this same name, I feel like a lot of people probably won't check it out anyways because they're like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that band. I don't like them. Whereas if we start a new thing with zero expectations and we hopefully, you know, come out with something impressive immediately, then like that has the total opposite effect where people are like, whoa, this band came out of nowhere and like they you know, did this thing right away. That was a hope. Obviously, I had no idea if it was going to work, and luckily it did. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like where that all came from. Um, and we played, it was kind of funny because we already had the whole EP done for Carcosa in like 2019 um, before we had announced that we were quitting our previous band. And then we played our final show like literally a week before the world shut down for covid so we were so lucky we got to do that because otherwise we would have just never had a farewell show Mm -hmm. but like at that farewell show like people were like oh like we're so sad you guys are breaking up and we're kind of like yeah yeah it's okay (laughs) like no big deal because you know we already knew what we were going to do um but yeah that's kind of like a the quick version of of that story but yeah the carcosa itself has only existed since 2020 all right okay yep and what was like the very first thing where you kind of, you know, gained some audience where you, you know, attracted people in, in the interweb? Was um, that YouTube? Was that, I don't know. Yeah, definitely YouTube. Um, I've had my YouTube channel for a really long time, since like 2011, maybe, something like oh, wow. that. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, but <clears throat> the way that I used to do videos was I kind of just did whatever I wanted with no expectations, which I think is how probably everyone starts their YouTube channel, or at least used to. Um, and then I made this video <laughs> called How to Get Signed to Rise Records, which is like a pretty popular record label. But at the time, they just so happened to announce like 10 new bands that they had just signed. And in my opinion, at the time, I was like, every one of these bands has exactly the same. So I just made a joke like one minute long song <laughs> that just like parodied that musical style, which was like the, you know, metalcore <laughs> of 2011, which I don't get me wrong. I love that music by the way, but you know, you can make fun of things you like. It's yeah, that's actually more fun in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, Definitely. But yeah, so I, so I made that and I just put it up like expecting nothing. It's literally like a stock, like image of like a grunge background with just like Microsoft paint lyrics on the screen. Okay. Um, and I did it, and put that up and then that got like a few hundred thousand views which back in 2011 especially was like insane like i didn't even know that was possible so i was like oh my god like okay maybe i should actually like you know try (laughs) at youtube uh or maybe like this is you know actually worth pursuing or whatever and then that kind of gave me the it gives you like this this like high you know like when you release something that goes viral or it gets like a ton of views you're like oh and then you are constantly kind of like chasing that again so then i spent like a bunch of time kind of like figuring out like what i wanted to do and just kept releasing youtube videos and then i had a few more that were successful where i used to do like pop pop meets gent basically so i would do like gent covers of pop songs or metalcore covers of pop songs and i had a few of those do like really well as well um and that was like around the same time that i ended up starting my band and it all kind of like went hand in hand. So my band started because I basically didn't know anybody locally that liked the same music as me. So I just wrote everything by myself and just put it mm-hmm. on my YouTube channel. And then through that, I ended up finding people who liked my videos and were like, oh, like we will play that music with you. 
and then that became a band instead of a solo project and yeah cool. pretty pretty weird process to go about all of this <laughs> yeah but on the other hand it also is kind of pretty organic in some way did you kind of reach out to to people that have the same interests right and uh, share the same passion for the, that style of music Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I would literally just go to local shows by myself because I just didn't know anybody that liked the same yeah. music as I did. And then when I would go to those local shows, like, it wasn't very often, but every once in a while, there'd be, like, one or two people that'd be like, oh, like, I've seen you on YouTube or whatever. And I was like, oh, really? Like, to me, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> um, and then a couple of those people were like, oh, if you ever want to, you know, have someone to play music with or you want to jam, like, let me know. And that's kind of mm, wow. what made me be interested in pursuing that because at the mm. time I was like not even thinking of doing a band or live music at all um I didn't really think about it until our show promoter asked me if I wanted to play a show and I was like well I can't because I'm it's just me like that would make no sense <laughs> um and then I kind of you know worked on it from there and made it into a band and here we are <laughs> That seems yet, so backwards to how most things, mm -hmm. like there are so many bands out there trying to get shows and like so many people starting bands and yet you're, you're waltzing in here getting <laughs> offered shows without even having a band. And that, is, that is equally refreshing and frustrating to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope it's, I mean, I, I definitely don't mean it to say it in like a, like a, You know, I'm not like bragging no, or anything. No, I, absolutely I was just as surprised as anyone else would be because mm -hmm. that wasn't <laughs> even necessarily my intention. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of what forced me to think about even starting a band in the first place, which is I'm glad that that did, because otherwise I probably just never would have even tried to be in a band. I don't think. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. So it's a weird, weird way to go about things for sure. <laughs> And yet your <laughs> your most or your largest channel, the channel with the most exposure, is your TikTok channel. Yeah. Yeah. How can you fill us <laughs> in? How do you build a successful TikTok channel? Man, I really wish I had some <laughs> advice, but much like me stumbling my way into being in a band, I feel like TikTok was the exact same situation where literally all I did was I was already doing these videos on YouTube, <clears throat> like a long form, you know, like three, four minute video where it's me and the vocalist of my band, Johnny. And we would just scream things that were funny because I don't know. I was just like, it was literally the dumbest idea. I was just like, what if we just do a video where we scream, but it's jokes. Like that was the extent of the idea. It was very, very, little thought um it's brilliant it is so brilliant <laughs> and i little put it on youtube <laughs> and on youtube it did like okay like it got like you know 10 20k and i was like yeah that's pretty good i'm happy with that but it wasn't like necessarily like viral and then when tiktok came out i was like oh cool like everyone else i was like oh man like another social media platform that i have to use okay. uh, i was like uh like i mean i guess it might as well just make one because like i i could kind of see like I knew that it was going to be a big platform because I saw every other every other genre other than metal was already using it. And anytime you see yeah. that, you know that metalheads are going to be the very last people to do it because they hate <laughs> new things. Um, Excellent so I was advice. Like, Excellent yeah, so advice. I was like, hey, well, you know, worst case scenario, nothing happens. Best case scenario, mm -hmm. if this platform grows and every other band starts using it, like my hope was like, well, when all the other bands start using it, hopefully I will have a head start. 
So I just did it because I was like, I don't know, let's see what happens. And literally all I did was I took those three minute videos and I just cut them into three videos. So three one minute videos instead. And mm -hmm. I just put it on the platform and that's all I did. And then I woke up one day and one of them had like 10 million views. And I was like, oh, all right, I guess this is worth doing. Um, and then, you know, three years later, now there's hundreds of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But the, yeah. The, So unfortunately the, not like... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I was going to be, I don't be too sycophantic, but they, they don't get, I don't get bored of them. As Dan said earlier in the show, it's dangerous to open up your channel and your, your TikTok <laughs> account uh, at work because you can just lose yourself. I can watch uh, just not honestly all of them, but many of them, too many of them. Mm. And I'm still waiting, like the breakdown, when you do the breakdown and then you do the pickup lines, I'm still like, what's it going to be? Yeah. You know, it, it's, <laughs> okay. that, it's that element of, 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 of needing to know. And I think that's a perfect format for what you're doing. It's, it's just so entertaining. Yeah, well, thank you. I mean, we almost feel the opposite way when we do them now, especially because we've been doing them for like three years. I'm kind of like, I don't really know why people keep watching these because to me, I'm like, it's the same video every single time, <laughs> but also it works every single time. So I'm not gonna stop doing it because that would be like shooting myself in the foot. But also, like, every time we put one up, I'm like, I don't, like, it's the same video over and over. Like, why do people like this? But all right. <laughs> because people like familiarity. We love familiarity, but there's that we don't know what's coming, you know, because it, yeah, it, it is exactly the same. You're right. But, you know, we all watch Marvel movies and they're all exactly the same, you know. Very true. We, very true. We eat food that's exactly the same. We, you know, we have comfort <laughs> things. And yeah. <laughs> I know that when I have a spare moment that I can invest in some wasting time on TikTok, I know that it's not going to be an actual waste of time. I'm, when I watch your videos, it's going to be something that's going to make me chuckle. And <laughs> at the very least, you're making people happy. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> uh, what's, your, what's your favorite pickup line, Baina? Oh, man. Uh, we've said some ridiculous ones. Am I like? Do you guys care about swearing on this? I can't remember. No, I feel like I've already be, sworn we, anyway. We, we've yeah, already yeah. passed that post. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> perfect, perfect. I think my favorite one, just because of how shocking it was, was like, uh, what I don't remember exactly how it went, but it was like, um, let's play war. You lay on the ground, and I'll blow the fuck out of you. <laughs> <laughs> And I was just like, oh, my God, it's ridiculous. It's not just your, sorry, Dan, it's not just your pickup lines that. It's the way you both react to them. You're like, oh, my yeah. God. And you, yeah. you comment on your own uh, disgust or your own yeah. shock. <laughs> also, like, yeah. like, you're dancing, you're, you're kind of lost in your music. It's like you're, you're really <laughs> invested in that. It's... <laughs> Uh, is, it, I think my, is it a one take thing or do you do you you know have um, to do several takes yeah well it depends on it depends there's some where we like mess up so we'll do pretty much like what we do is i print like a sheet of like however many there are like usually it's four i think so i have like a printed thing of four and we just like put it on the like underneath the camera on the tripod and then we we do it in one take like the streaming is all done like on the spot but um like sometimes we'll we'll mess up and like we'll forget a word or like johnny or me will be laughing like way too hard and we just like don't end up saying the line at all so we ended up so like there's a couple times where we'll do them like a couple times in a row but most of the best ones are usually the ones we just do in one take and it's our first try but you know a lot has to go right for that to actually work you know <laughs> 
Yeah, Baina, I'm, I'm really, I'm really curious to know um, if if stuff like you're on the top of my to-do list, if, if stuff like that would work at the metal concert. <laughs> oh man, I don't think I would ever actually say any of those in real life to anybody, <laughs> and I don't think anybody should. <laughs> I, there, there I are actually know. quite quite a few women that uh, that that comment. There's the Wicked Witch that yeah. says this this never disappoints, man. I live for these. <laughs> Or just me imagining this in entire video is directed at me specifically. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I found to my perfect I, guys. <laughs> Danielle's, she said, I found my perfect guys. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. But I, but if you actually did that in real life, I think it would be a different story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like out of the blue, just yelling that at somebody, they'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> let's um let's get back to guitars now dan sort of danced around a question earlier before i cut him off yeah. like, like like we would get cut off if we tried those pickup lines and um <laughs> dan i believe has a burning yeah colored question for you yeah why do you prefer that blend of blue and <laughs> yellow <laughs> no, why, why uh, the green? What's 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 the whole thing about the green? Is that has, has that yeah. always been your favorite color, or is it just that in that metal context it kind of stands out? Um, it's pretty much like where my obsession with it started was actually with an Ibanez, which you'll be happy to hear. Um, <clears throat> through um, uh, what I think you guys call it the LNG finish. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah, LNG. That, yeah. Um, so one of my favorite bands after the burial. One of their two Ooh, guitarists, Justin yeah. Lowe, who unfortunately passed away, rest in peace to him. Um, mm -hmm. But the first time I ever heard an eight-string guitar was actually not Meshuggah. It was with After the Burial. Um, and that was the first time I had heard like any guitar that was that low tuned in my life. And I was just like, what the fuck is that? Like, how do how do you make that noise with a guitar? And then I looked them up and then he's playing like a lime green, neon green, mm -hmm. eight string. And I was just like, that is like the coolest thing I've ever seen and heard because I'd just never heard music like that before. Mm -hmm. um, and that's pretty much where it started. So I have, I would grab it, but I'm like all plugged in right now. But mm -hmm. I, I have mm -hmm. like an Ibanez RG852, uh, which is the prestige one that I actually had like custom refinished in like the same, you know, LNG color that Justin had and all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of where my obsession with both like eight string and neon green started, I would say. Um, and then there's a few other guitarists who come to mind who usually use neon green that I just always thought it looked really cool, especially on stage and especially for metal. Like at the time when I was growing up with it, like it seemed like every single band always had like all black everything. And I was like, yeah, that's like cool, I guess. But you know that made those those people who use those really really bright lime or not lime but neon colors mm -hmm. stand out way more because it was like you know you'd go to a show and see like five bands and every single band was using like some kind of strat and it was probably black and they did the thing and i'm like yeah that's cool it's cool it's cool and then this band would come on and then they're using like all bright like neon green neon orange yeah. neon pink and i'm like whoa it just like that to me <laughs> stuck out in my memory way more than you know any of the other uh uh, you know, finishes that I was seeing, especially near like that era of, of metal. Again, like I was talking about with extended range, especially like with seven and eight strings, like when I started mm -hmm. getting into that, there was like no options. Like 
you could only get, you know, basically like two or three companies made a seven or an eight string. And it was mm -hmm. definitely black and it was definitely a super strat, you know? So anytime I saw something that wasn't that, I was like, oh, yes, like more of that, please. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much where my like obsession with green started. And then the reason it continued ironically is because um, I think just on YouTube, like I didn't really necessarily think about it. It was just something I liked. So I just happened to have a lot of green stuff. Mm -hmm. And then people on YouTube kept commenting, like what you just asked, like, why are you obsessed with green? Like, why do you like green so much? Why do you like green? And over and over and over. So the more people asked, the more I just went into it. So I just basically played into the meme and I would basically like not explain myself, but just get more green shit and just keep going harder and harder and harder at it. So yeah. that's always been my thing is like, if I see something that people mention enough, then I'll be like, okay, like that's a thing people are picking up on. So I should do more of that. And mm -hmm. it was the same theory for green. <clears throat> and it's even just from like a like this probably makes it sound like smarter than it actually was, but from like a branding perspective, you know, it's come to the point now where because I did that, anytime any company releases anything that's green and a guitar, like mm -hmm. I will definitely be tagged in those comments. I'll definitely be tagged. And mm. I'm like, that's awesome. And like, that was an unintended side effect where now people associate me with the color green plus guitar. And I'm like, that's, that's great. Like, you know, anything you can do to have some kind of like brand or, Mm -hmm. um uh it, you know you could even say like a gimmick or whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. like something that makes people think mm -hmm. of you like i think that's a, a good thing so i just chose to you know lean into that even more basically fantastic yeah andy and if if uh, anyone would be interested in finding an 852 from ibanez or a 2228 or one some of these extended range guitars mm -hmm. do you know where they could probably look for that I have no idea, Dan. Where would you suggest we, we could get one of those? Probably at a guitar I auction mean, platform. Oh yeah, Andrew Bainer, We'll just um, we'll just get you back to the backstage area for a moment while we talk about one of our sponsors, guitar auctions at Gardner Holgate. We'll see you in a minute, Andrew. <laughs> Sounds Bye -bye. good. <laughs> yeah, Dan, I love that little segue you did there. So, um, yeah. yeah, we are brought to you this week by Guitar, guitar Auctions at Gardner Holgate. It's guitar-auctions.co.uk. You mm -hmm. could buy some weird numbered Ibanez thing and bid on it in an auctiony way. There's something else you could bid on, Dan, that I found at, at Guitar Auctions. Um, are you a fan of the film Back to the Future? Of course, who wouldn't be? That's a kind of rhetorical question because, of course, you're a fan of the film Back to the Future. Yeah, I found this, the Lot 152 <laughs> Chiquita travel guitar with original gig bag. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that is the guitar that Marty McFly plugs into when he plugs into that massive speaker and explodes and goes all over the place. And do you know how ah. much it costs, Dan? It's no. estimated at between 80 and 120 pounds. Wow, that is and a bargain. And I just bargain. ruined my future by putting that in the, in, in the show because I was going to go for it. And I'm, I know the one in the, in the movie is yellow. But, but um, yeah, yeah, I could, I could have picked that up for 80 bucks, but now loads of people are going to go to the auction. Mm, because, probably. well, when I say go to, it's based in the UK. That's probably a problem, isn't it? Yeah. Is it really, yeah. or is there some some way how to how to deal with that? I don't know. 
Oh, no, no, I forgot. Sorry. The whole auction thing is uh, you can go there in person in Bath, but you can also do it online. You can watch the live show. You can watch Luke and his colleagues do all their hammer tapping with guitars. And you can live bid with your credit card. So I could do it from the comfort of my own, um, I don't know, let's say conservatory in between watching Andrew Boehner's TikTok channels. Oh, fantastic! So you don't yeah, have to could, fly could, there. Yeah, you don't have you have no expenses to to find a hotel or anything. You just log log on and uh, zero hotel. X. That's log amazing. On. Well, you log off Andrew's Andrew's TikTok first. You say, "See you in a minute, Andrew Boehner." Um, you can pick <laughs> me up some other point, and then you you go on to guitar-auctions.co.uk <laughs> and you bid until you realize that you've not bid high enough because someone else has bid, someone from Austria, and then you bid again, and then you walk away with the guitar of your dreams. Fantastic. You've done that three times already, right? Or, or, or not. I don't know. I have done that three times, and uh, I'm, I've now, there's one coming up in December, Dan, December yeah. 7th and 8th, and there are at least three guitars that I would consider bidding on. One of the ones we mentioned in this show. Wow, three. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Three more. So yeah, well then yeah. in that case, I think it's uh, almost like four weeks from now. We'll probably check that out in early December, and uh, mm -hmm. talk about the possible fines and maybe the actual fines and how much money is left because Andy is now clearing clearing out his closet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Closet is being cleared because guitar auctions have an auction in December. So, yeah, please go to my reverb store. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. right. Yeah, thank you for sponsoring us, Guitar Auctions. It is a pleasure and a, a joy to be associated with you. And uh, I highly recommend them. They're good people and they're very trustworthy. And they have a great selection of not just guitars, but also amps, pedals and memorabilia. Mm -hmm. uh, let's ask Andrew Boehner what he thinks. Andrew Boehner. Hello. Welcome back. Hello. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that looks awesome. Um, um, <clears throat> we don't have anything like that in, in Canada, so it's nice that it's online. Okay. There's, there's a hole in the in the market there, my friend. No, uh, just auction yeah, it's up. everything in my room. I just came up with uh, something like a semi-funny joke. What does what does Eddie Van Halen and uh, an auctioneer have in common? I don't know. What I do don't know, Dan. What do Eddie Van Halen <laughs> and an auctioneer have in common? They both make a living from tapping. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I have to email them now and say, please don't leave as a sponsor. Because... <laughs> You know, just, just stick around until December. I promise that I won't let Dan make those. I, I really enjoyed that joke. I'm kidding. I really enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, Bain, I've got a question for you that might seem like a joke and might also seem uh, offensive, and I don't want it okay. to be in any way. Okay? So I'm just laying that ground, that, that ground <laughs> point before we move on. Right. Um, some people say that when you play metalcore and gent, that you only use one string and that's all you need therefore why mm. do you have eight strings mm -hmm. i'm not saying that because i understand <laughs> the whole concept what i'm asking and what i'm proposing is is there a hole in the market for a guitar that has i don't know three strings maybe four with just the low strings and therefore you know saving yourself money because you don't need an eight string pickup 
And could you get by, you know, or so could some, and I'm, I'm not doing you, I mean, generally no, speaking, could we get by with like a four string guitar? Uh, I think you probably could. There's actually, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's like a PRS that is exactly that. Um, it's the signature from no. West Borland, the guitarist from Limp Bizkit. Because they have a song, I can't remember which song it is. I think Nookie. it's Nookie. Nookie. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's it's. First of all, it's crazy because that song came out in like what, like 1996 or something, like quite a while ago. Mm -hmm. But it was wow. probably like the first one of the first songs ever that had a guitar tuned down to like F sharp, uh, mm -hmm. and like nobody really realized at the time. But yeah, he's playing like a weird like four string PRS, and yeah, it's tuned down to like a. Like an eight string I tuning, it. I guess I you could it. say. It. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, you could. Uh, I think that we're actually seeing that right now with like the kind of like rise in popularity of baritone guitars, um, which is you know a six string but just longer scale, so you can yeah. tune lower. Um, I get asked that spe more specifically a lot, and which I completely understand because yeah, I mean, like I'm the same way. Like I, I usually don't use all eight of my strings. Like usually it's like the bottom five. And then, like, if I'm using the top ones, it's for, like, ambient notes, if anything. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the reason why I started doing that is for two reasons. One, again, like, when I first saw, like, After the Burial and stuff, they were using eight strings. So I was like, oh, the only way to tune low must be to use that. So, therefore, I want that. Just because, like, I didn't really know anything yeah. about gear at the time. Um, mm -hmm. But now, you know, knowing all the things I know and like baritone and all that, like if I was just learning how to do stuff now, I probably would have started with the baritone six instead. Um, but I'm at this weird point now where like, I don't want to stop playing eight strings because I have so many of them. And also <laughs> like with Carcosa, like probably like 70% of our music, you probably don't need the top three strings. But then, you know, we have those, like, one songs here or there that do use them. So then I'm like, oh, well, I can't go back to using a baritone. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. I actually have a video kind of about this coming coming out soon. But it, I don't know. I, my opinion on it is always kind of just, like, I just don't think it really matters one way or another. Like, even if your reason is as simple as, like, I think eight strings look cool. Like, that's good enough for me. Like, it's, I don't know. It's whatever. But... I think the rise in popularity of the baritone six string is definitely like a direct result of that. Cause I think mm -hmm. there are a lot of people that don't want to play eight strings, but they do want to play tuned low. And that's like a really good way to, to be able to do that without having to basically relearn the instrument. Right. Mm -hmm. What's yeah. your, what's your uh, scale length when you, when you're saying baritone, like what's your preferred um, scale length? Then? It, usually like 27 would be like the minimum that I would prefer. Okay. Um, okay. And then like up to 30, it depends what it is. Right. Like I, I, I have, I have a bunch that are all over the place, <clears throat> but like 30 inch is really good. If you want to tune like stupidly low, like, you know, <laughs> C sharp, like zero, like, uh, like the nine string tuning. Mm -hmm. Um, but for like eight string ish tunings, that's usually like 27 inches, which is good for me. So somewhere between like 27 to 30 is, is usually my preference. All right. Okay. Yeah. And, and uh, do you still remember what your first baritone guitar was? Oh, man. It probably was my A string, um, which I also have in my hallway, and it doesn't work either. But uh, I had like a, <laughs> you know, I bought like an Ibanez <laughs> RGA8, which was like the, at the time, the cheapest available yep. A string, which was not cheap, uh, especially when I was, you know, younger. 
Um, I think I got it used for like $600. Um, and I was like, Oh, this is like all the money I have. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, at the time, again, like I didn't know anything about baritones. I was just like, it has more strings. Therefore I can tune lower. Um, but you know, those were also 27 inches. So it was, it was both, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. but for like a baritone six, I don't know what my first one would have been. Um, it probably was like the, the baritone squire jazz master. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, which yeah. I still have. Um, yeah, that's probably that. the first baritone six that I have. You have one? There. Yeah. That oh, nice. Dude, do you know those are like super valuable now? Yeah, I got it for 250 euros and then then Hell found yeah. that out like years later and I would never sell it. It's one of those yes. instruments that is just so good. It's such a sick guitar. Yeah, I have. I, I used to have that one and now I have the black one because I thought the black one looked a little bit, a little bit better. Oh, this is ugly. This is so yeah. ugly, which makes it so much better. <laughs> but the, just, those ones are deep. those ones are worth even more. The ugly the ugly ones. Yeah, that's uh, uh, Gligler finish. I think is the finish. Antigua, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I think that was the first baritone six that I had. Sweet. Well, thanks. Okay. Thanks for indulging me. That was a, a genuine question about the yeah, no, the lower course. string guitars, and I I think there should be more of them because. Yeah, I'd buy one. I think I'm. I'm now tempted to look at that PRS, but that PRS must be crazy expensive. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's it's like, not, a, yeah. not a production model, unfortunately. I just, I just there's a, a pretty uh -huh. interesting episode out there. It's called a Long Distance Calling, where uh, Paul Reed Smith is calling some of his artists. And just recently, they released an episode with uh, Wes Borland, mm. and they were talking about the guitar. And uh, I think they they are saying that it's not a production model, but yeah. you know they're kind of bantering back and forth if it could be a production yeah. model because i remember quite vividly andy we had a i think a, that was a pick i think the ball and guitar was was a pick of the week from mine for, from several um several months or even years ago mm. when that f first got released because i think as an se version make it like oh, yeah. 12 1500 bucks that would sell like hotcakes well that's the that really brings back like, memories yeah it's so it's so niche that it's like it could go one or two ways right like either a ton of people are going to buy it or nobody's going to buy it yeah but now especially <laughs> now with limp biscuit and all those kind of uh, new metal bands being all mm -hmm. broke again uh, mm -hmm. it kind of felt just right to to get that guitar you know every everyone is coming coming back some oh, yeah. 41 mm -hmm. uh blink 182 limp biscuit you know they have they might have some some new styles and you know maybe incorporated some some more you know of the current side guys but at the end of the day it's still the same old new rock new metal kind of thingy and mm -hmm. uh, i don't know i would go for one for for one of these guitars just for the fun mm -hmm. of playing Mickey oh, on yeah. one of the og guitars yeah yeah <laughs> i would definitely play one dum, 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 <laughs> yeah all right yeah, just making um, my playlist Andrew, for Andrew we, We've got another sponsorship slot that we need to get in. Uh, we were so engaged with the conversation with you that we we sort of, you know, skimmed over no, some things good. that we actually have to do. So we're going to ask you just to pop off for a second. Um, and then I really want your opinion on, on what we're going to talk about now. Because, Dan, yeah. um, guitars are good, right? Yes, they are. But they can be better. How? And that is what Stumac promises to do for you. So Stumac is also sponsoring us. And something I found on Stumac's website is highly exciting and something I desperately want to try. It is okay. an acoustic guitar kit. 
So okay. there are many electric guitar kits you can buy from many different places across the world, but I don't see many acoustic guitar kits. And Stumac has one, and it's currently on sale at three hundred and forty-nine American dollars. Uh, the Stumac Premium Body Built uh, Acoustic Guitar Kit. It looks. I don't know. It just looks like fun. It looks like a, a Lego thing. So you've got the body, you've got the neck, you've got the fretboard, you've got the truss rod, you've got the pins and the bridge <laughs> and the frets themselves. It comes really like a little Lego kit. Does that excite you or uh, entertain you in any way, Dan? Absolutely. I, w- I was just, I would be a little bit, you know, I don't know if I could really pull it off and, and kind of, you know, do, do glue on thingy, you know, to position the bridge right and, you know, insert yeah. the frets. I think it, it an acoustic guitar requires a little bit more uh, craftsmanship compared to like a electric, you know, you can, you can kind of come up with a cigar box and make that a, a, a decent guitar, but uh, I've got high respect from uh, uh, those, those, those acoustic luthiers, you know, they, they do incredible things. Uh. But it, well, boy, that's that's not expensive, and I think that would be a lot of fun, fun project. Maybe paint the I guitar mean. and yeah. three forty nine. That's like if I mess this up, that's not the world's biggest problem, is it? You know, and not I, at I, all. I don't think I would mess it up, but I think it would take a long time to get it anywhere near what it should mm-hmm. be. But I, I would really like to try that. Maybe that'll happen sometime in the future. Um, but if anyone does want to try that, then of course it's on sale currently at Stumac um, from their website and as are many tools, which we will cover over the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, go check out Stumac, who uh, we are again, very happy to be associated with. And thank you for sponsoring the show. Yeah. I wonder what Andrew Boehner would do with an acoustic guitar kit. Let's ask him. What would you do with uh, an acoustic I, guitar get, Andrew Boehner? I like what Poonian just says. So how much work to redo all the frets and set the bridge for a 27-inch scale? So yeah, he, he gets where I'm going. <laughs> uh, I think building an acoustic guitar kit would be obviously way harder than an electric guitar kit, which I've done two of, and they were they're fun. Um, yeah, especially like having to install the frets yourself. That's the thing that would freak me out the most out of everything. Because if you mess well, that's that where up, they get you. oh man, yeah. Well, that's where they I get mean, you because it's three forty nine for the kit, but then you gotta buy the tools. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but I've got I've got stuff from Stumac to make other guitar kits before, and it's always been awesome. But the thing that I always struggle with the most with guitar kits is the finish because I'm so impatient, <laughs> and like I end up like I you know painted or whatever, and I never put enough. Um, of the, the finish layer on it so it always ends up like really thin or like wearing off after a while and i'm just too impatient <laughs> yeah. but at least you know what color you're going to paint it i mean that's that's one question so yeah. yeah that's already there's no question there yeah have you no. have you ever tried a an acoustic baritone is that something that you would even yeah like consider for one. Sora? yeah okay yeah i have one they're they're pretty sweet i have an acoustic in drop g because why not and it sounds awesome <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Drop G sounds brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Drop G for a guitar. Yeah. I tried right. playing a baritone acoustic in a band, in an acoustic folk band, and just getting my head around which chords I was playing whilst watching the other guitar player playing a standard tuning guitar play mm. a G chord, for example, it screwed with my head completely. I was, mm. I had to not look at the other guy. I was like, don't look at Steve. <laughs> don't look at him because you'll mess up and you'll play a G, which isn't a G. That's why you just tune it an octave lower and then just mm-hmm. play the exact same thing. Ah, as 
Yeah, I was I was about to say I think like an, uh, <laughs> an acoustic baritone guitar might might something pretty cool to just fatten the sound, especially mm -hmm. in an, an acoustic setting. Yeah, just pretty much use that like a like a bass to some extent. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, so you save the money for the bass player. <laughs> yeah, one last meal at McDonald's after the gig. Yeah, <laughs> hey, that's what we do. We have a, our good old 2014 MacBook Pro as our bassist. <laughs> really? <Sweet>. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't want to get into that conversation. That sounds like dangerous territory. Oh, um, Baina, what's next for you and Carcosa? What are we going to expect from you in 2023? Um, what's next for us? We're definitely going to be releasing new music. Uh, we just spent all of September writing new stuff. I think we wrote like seven new songs. I'm not sure if all of them will be good enough to release, but definitely some of them will be. Um, and then we're still working on like potentially booking our first tour. So I'm not sure when that's going to happen, but we're trying really hard to make it happen. So hopefully that will be sometime in 2023 as well. And those are our two kind of main goals for next year is get on a tour <laughs> and just keep releasing music. Wow. Sounds like an excellent plan. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. We wish you the very best. And, oh, thank um, you. Looking forward to hearing that 2014 MacBook rocking itself out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Fantastic. Well, guys, make sure to check out uh, Baina's channels. Um, every, every single channel is highly recommended. If you want to have a good laugh, <laughs> go on TikTok. If you want to headbang the hell out of your neck, then go on YouTube or check out his band. It's like, uh, stylistically, I was a little bit torn. Is it is it death metal? Is it like in, in what kind of... So we call would it. You, would you put that? We call it deathcore, which is deathcore, like okay. you know metalcore and or sorry hardcore and death metal combined. I guess you would say. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm always so confused. Like a, yeah, there's too many the subgenres. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It's, we we it's go hard. with deathcore. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's loud. It's screamy. Yeah. Has it's like good. a weird logo that you can barely read. That's yeah. a good indicator. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, right, and well of course, yeah, yeah, that's it. That that's the end of the show, everybody. Uh, we've got to go and let that man go and make some wonderful TikTok videos, so that when <laughs> I have five minutes in the next couple of weeks, I can be purely entertained. Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure yeah, talking to you and me. catching up. And um, hopefully, we get to see each other in person some point in the near future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dan is just going to ask everyone to leave us five star reviews and and wonder if anyone has done since last week. I didn't get a notification, but uh, oh, I, I figured out that it depends on the country you're registered in. So there might be oh. a nice American or South uh, South American uh, guy who you know left us a rating, but you know sometimes you don't get notifications. So, anyways. If you enjoyed the show, if you enjoyed Boehner being on the channel, if you enjoyed Nick Johnson last week or the guest for next week, just make sure to grab your phone or your wife's phone, your mom's phone, your dad's phone or your dog's phone and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. You can even, you know, leave a little bit of a description and ask a question or make suggestions or whatever, you know, just five-star rating. That would be nice. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, or six. Go for six. See what happens. Yeah. Um, I am going to go and lie down in a dark room and not do anything for a few hours. How's that sound? That sounds lovely. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, it's been lovely. Cheers, everybody.
Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Bet. Thanks for all everyone chatting. I saw you. I didn't get to talk to you, but thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> bye.